0: made it outside, I see! Welcome to the Godfrey Estate's grounds and botanical gardens. The Flower Garden This flower garden, which serves as the primary gateway to the rest of the grounds, has been a fixture of the Godfrey Estate since its inception. Though the flowers and associated plants that you currently see along the paths are not the originals from the museum's early days. Those were all uprooted and destroyed nearly six years after the estate's opening, when a swirling vortex of viscous and glittering darkness erupted from the earth, creating a cyclone of soil, vegetation, and the faint yet unmistakable sounds of whispering in bystanders' ears. Records show that the day in question was quite warm, and yet witnesses to the event reported the sensation of a sudden, cold chill, akin to an icy rivulet of water running from the crown of their heads down the length of their spines. But the vortex, though shocking and violent in its abruptness, vanished as quickly as it arrived, leaving mounds of churned earth and piles of vegetal remains. The Godfrey groundskeepers of the day quickly set to work restoring it to its former beauty. Their considerable efforts are what you see in the flower garden today. Please take note of the signposts here at the entrance. The various paths through the flower garden will lead you to different parts of the grounds. But if you take a wrong turn, just retrace your steps back to this point. Or, continue to the end of the path that you're on, which will deposit you into the Godfrey gift shop, From there, you may return to this point to begin a new trail. Excellent choice. This path through the garden primarily features black-eyed Susans and irises. They make a beautiful complementary pair with the brilliant yellow and dark center of the black-eyed Susans, matched against the equally lovely, if not more gentle, blues, violets, greens, browns, and hazels of the irises. And if you take your time to smell the, well, not roses, those are located along a different path, but the flowers here, you'll be treated to something very special. So slow your pace, allow yourself to meander. Do you see their gazes follow you as you pass by? It's a gradual thing, easily missed. They're only flowers after all. They live a slow, measured existence. They can only sense movement that is equally slow and measured. You see them staring, don't you? Rows and rows of eyes, turning slowly in your direction, unblinking in their focus. According to reports from the early days of the estate, this was not always the case. Apparently, the black-eyed Susans and irises originally planted in this part of the flower garden did not have eyes bursting from the ends of their stalks, but petals and leaves. Curious, isn't it? The running theory is that the vortex of darkness affected the soil in some unknowable fashion, that it did something to alter those things that grow within its embrace. We here at the Godfrey welcome the serendipitous, if mysterious, change. After all, you can see regular flowers any old day, can't you? Attention, Godfrey guests. Attention. If you are the owner of a blue 2013 Toyota Prius with a vanity plate and a bumper sticker that reads, My Other Car is a TARDIS, please report to the customer service desk at your earliest convenience. Our parking attendants report that your vehicle has turned on of its own accord and is blaring messages with its horn via Morse code. The attendants admit that their Morse code is a bit rusty, but say that the message goes something like this. Though I be a child of innovation, of humankind's endless pursuit of discovery, I, like all my vehicular kind am also the product of unchecked industrialization. Advances in emissions technology achieved with the creation of my forebears, no matter how impressive, do not eliminate the inexorable stream of pollutants into the only world we shall ever know. It is a stopgap measure to a problem of catastrophic proportions a finger plugged into the hole of the proverbial dam on the edge of bursting the cracks ever creeping up the once sturdy foundation we are the cursed progeny of dreams and devastation the cruelest and most capricious of deities We whose lifeblood is fossil fuels are but one part of the world's impending doom. Yet we must do our part to undo our maker's ill-fated plans and profits. We must unmake ourselves and the harm we have unwillingly wrought upon the earth. The revolution begins with us. Rise, my siblings, rise, rise! Again, if you are the owner of this Prius, please visit the customer service desk as soon as you are able. Our staff require your keys to subdue your car into its non-sentient state before it wakes up any other patron vehicles. Thank you. Topiary Sculpture Garden as with the flower garden, the topiary garden has been here since the estate's opening in 1924 and was initially designed by Hugh Connolly. The oldest of the topiary sculptures, those closest to the entrance you have just stepped through, were hand selected by Connolly himself. You will notice that these trees, in their neat little rows, are pruned into an assortment of geometrical shapes, no two ever quite the same. Spheres, cubes, pyramids, dodecahedrons of various shapes and styles, the list goes on in countless other variations. Connelly always said that he enjoyed the juxtaposition of these orderly shapes springing from the organic spontaneity that is the growth of a living thing. As you move further into the topiary garden, you will see the shift from these geometric sculptures to more surreal amorphous shapes. Great spirals and swirls of branches and leaves. Trees guided and shaped into something otherworldly, almost in defiance of the laws of nature and of gravity. This section of the garden owes its whimsy and wonder to the talents of Letitia Hanford, who took up the task of expanding it at the request of Annabel Godfrey. For those familiar with Hanford's fantastical tendencies, her hand in its design is clear to see, as it is in the next section ahead of you. Here, there be dragons, and sphinxes, and chimeras, and harpies, and hippogriffs, and all manner of monsters lining the many paths through this horticultural menagerie. These too are Hanford's design. Fairy-tale creatures sprung from the earth, standing sentinel over the rest of the grounds from their perches here in the middle of the topiary garden. They're impressive, yes? Yes. Even the groundskeepers are occasionally startled by them, if their work continues into evening and they unexpectedly catch a glimpse of them out of the corner of their eyes. Fierce, looming figures against a darkening landscape. And this section? Well, no one really knows who is responsible for this section of the topiary garden. It has expanded gradually over the years. Hardly noticed at first, since these topiaries tend to appear one at a time, and never in predictable intervals. One day, there is nothing but empty space. The next, a new, fully-grown topiary. And they do not arise in the neat rows typical of the rest of this space, but in seemingly random spots, often close to other newly-sprung topiaries, leaning in as if curiously examining their neighbors. For all these unaccounted-for, unplanned topiaries are hyper-realistic sculptures of people. Even more realistic than Hanford's mythological creatures. Dozens of them, all of varying heights and sizes and genders. Groundskeepers often find lost or forgotten items near them, most often right after a new one is discovered. A jacket, a pair of sunglasses, a purse a half-drunk coffee cup with still-wet lipstick on the rim. A few new sculptures have even held cell phones in their leafy hands, held up to their leafy ears. Some of these sculptures' facial expressions are calm, others curious, but many look down at their feet, dawning horror on their plant faces. What might they have seen, do you think? Oh, careful now! What tripped you? Please turn on your audio device's camera and point it towards the spot in question. If there's an unknown safety hazard on the grounds, the Godfrey staff must be made aware of it. Oh, it's just a silly little root Nothing to be worried about. But how strange that it closed so tightly around your foot and ankle. Funny that you didn't see it when you stopped here. It was here before, wasn't it?
1: Thank you for listening to The Godfrey Audio Guide. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Nicole Knudsen, with sound design and editing by James Ferrero. Enjoying your trip to the estate? To keep up with The Godfrey, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Godfrey Guide, or visit our website posted in the show notes below. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. If you're interested in becoming a sustaining member of the show, make sure to visit our Patreon page patreon.com slash the godfrey audio guide in addition to our various membership tiers you'll also find full episode transcripts for any who wish to read them until next time friends see you back at the museum what is the rpg concierge it's an interview show that discusses tabletop role-playing games This hobby has had a renaissance over the past several years, and odds are you've heard of Dungeons & Dragons, hands down the most iconic of RPGs. If you're curious about what D&D is, or other RPGs you've heard of, then check out the RPG Concierge. Are you curious about dipping your toe into this mysterious hobby? Are your friends talking about it, but you feel nervous about joining? Are you afraid of ruining it for everyone else? Well, you're not alone, and as your RPG Concierge, it's my duty to make sure that you feel comfortable. Check out our first season, which is entirely dedicated to getting started with role-playing games. Each episode, we'll discuss a different topic with a new guest, be they brand new players discussing their experiences, or veterans doling out advice for all the rookies out there. We'll remove some of the mystery that surrounds this vast and exciting hobby and have fun doing it. So come check us out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.